Dying for Media. Just a little note to let you know that we will be talking about death in this series, and some names and information have been changed. Talking about death is never comfortable, but our goal is to make it less scary. So maybe give it a try and listen with care. Hi, Pegs. Hi, Nikki. Aww. Good to see you. You look so pretty in your dress. Thank you. You look great. I try to get dressed up for you. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't today. Well, we know who's in love in this relationship and who's given up. <laughs> the power of least interest, right? Wasn't I'll, that the thing in high school? I'll never forget this time when this guy asked me out. Um, I worked with him at a restaurant. He's like, hey, do you want to hang out? And I didn't know it was a date. I thought it was just friendly because I didn't uh-huh. know when anybody was asking me on a date. I really? Just, like, no, I didn't. Oh, my goodness. And he picked me up and he was so dressed up and I had on like a Daffy Duck <laughs> Why am I like that age wearing a dad, like 22, 23? Daffy Duck t-shirt and sweatpants and like a, a sweatshirt wrapped around my waist. And I opened the door and I go, hi. And he goes, well, you clearly don't think this is a date. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like, Did you change or you just went no, with No, I'm it? like, no, this isn't a date. Oh, like, I'm you weren't interested. My, I wasn't. It well, was, I'm interested. I'm totally on this date with you and I love you. So you can wear whatever you want. It just looks so pretty. Oh, I love you. You know, Pegs, we have covered so much on this show together, I feel I know, like. And God. I love it. I, it's I like love a journey. it too. It is a journey. We go through the emotional stuff. We cry uh, a lot. Um, we've gone through like your life as a chaplain and a little bit on your childhood, inspiring stories. Mm. But I have to say, I love a good supernatural story. I know, right? And I think that people love them. They do. They're digging it. Yeah. They love that stuff. Yeah. And I also love getting to peel the onion of you and getting to know more about your childhood. So today, Uh these things are taken, (laughs) these things are getting married because Uh we're going sort of on this like stroll down memory lane, but also there's a bunch of supernatural shit from your childhood. I'm so excited for today. (laughs) Which I, of course, did not think was weird at all. I thought it was, everybody has this. I had none of that. I wished I would have had some. Oh, no, I probably would have shit my pants. I would have been so scared. Were you a scared kid? That's a great question. I think I liked the idea of that stuff. Uh But when it, like, if something creepy happened, I was the first to kind of like get freaked out and run for the door. Would you be the first one killed in the, in the, (laughs) in the (laughs) Halloween movie? You'd be that first one. I'm not that dumb. Okay, good, good, good. You're not dumb. You're not dumb. But it always (laughs) seems like the ones that are the most afraid die really fast, right? (laughs) They can die like the first or second. You're like, oh. And I just love that you were never afraid of this stuff because you felt really connected to the supernatural always. Like you you say- you're the weird yeah, kid, and I, was I love a weird that. Kid. Very and weird. I really love picturing you, little Peggy, like over dead ducks and praying for them, and like the moment with Papa Kelly. Like, mm. but I want to know. I want more. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. I hope you're well, open to going into this because well, let's see. Okay, let's. See. <laughs> you mentioned Izzy and the haunted mm-hmm. lake house mm-hmm. in one of our last episodes. I think it was like the episode where we dug into three a.m. Ah, um, three a.m. and. I kind of want to know more about Izzy and what this experience was like for you. So can you tell me about this haunted house that you were raised in? (laughs) Growing up in a haunted house. (laughs) I'm Nikki Boyer, and my friend Reverend Peggy has helped guide nearly 2,000 people through their last moments of life on Earth. Emotional, beautiful, peculiar, supernatural, shocking. These are those stories. This is near death. Growing up in a haunted house, it was a big old lake house in Minnesota, which I loved. 
loved, loved, loved. So all of our summers were there. They got it when I was really little. Um, and this woman that lived there, Izzy, that we bought after she died there. Oh, we, she died in the house? I the believe house? she died in the house. <gasps> okay. Um, mm. And she was this incredible, eccentric, amazing woman. We had We found a photo of her. And it's like the 40s movie star with like, you know, her face tilted in her hand here and big blue eyes. She was really pretty. Yeah. You know, she looked like a movie star. Um, That house came fully loaded with all her stuff. Like everything was there. Just left behind? Left behind. Like her dishes and her. And it was this. Is that that normal back in the day? Was that Um, I don't know if that's. (laughs) That's a good question, right? Well, we thought it was fantastic. Well, so give me a, paint adventure. the picture. Yeah, tell me what this looks so like. So it had this, it was one of the these old houses that had kind of lots of nooks and crannies and weird little, you know, a door into that place and a door, you know, it was a little bit weird and this amazing basement that you'd go down to and it had all this tile on the floor in the basement that was all uh, poker. It was poker chips and poker cards and all this wow. all tile that she had hand done for gambling down there. And there were slot machines, big, beautiful brass slot machines. And a bar, this fantastic bar down there. It's like a kid's dream. It was a kid's dream. And there's like this indoor grill and her handprints were in it. And she she wrote Izzy on it. And she painted everything pink. Wait, inside the house? Inside the house, the walls, everything. But the outside just looked like a normal it lake was house. like this cool white, this big white oh, old house. Pink. And she painted everything pink. And then she signed everything. Oh this is Izzy's. This is Izzy's. Like, I'm okay, like, she lived hot, alone. Like, Who are you trying to keep stuff wait, from? what? Yeah. Okay, hot pink or like a soft baby Soft pink? baby pink. Oh, my gosh. A 40s pink. Got pastel, it. Got it. Oh, my gosh, she sounds like the Angeline of Minnesota. Oh, she was. Okay, so for those of you who don't know Angeline, you should just, like, <laughs> Google Angeline billboards. By the way, she goes to my dentist, so every time I go to my you dentist, do not, she does? her car, her hot pink car oh is my in, God. wait, and it says Angeline. Oh, my <laughs> God. Anyway. Oh, my God. Okay. So, and she had a fabulous car. She drove like a Model T, oh, you know, an old forties that was perfect. And the town people, like my grandma and grandpa, knew her. They were contemporaries with her, right? Mm-hmm. And she, they said that she'd drive into town in her fancy car and her minx and her fabulous <laughs> hair, and just park in the middle of the street and be like, "Just a minute, I'm just going to grab some things and go to the butcher and whatever." She doesn't even she sound just like, real. Yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. So there's this creepy attic. Okay. That that was that had a door on it. So it was weird. It had like a door and you could lock it from the outside. Okay. So you lock lock whatever was in there in there. Anyway, it was weird. Okay. <laughs> and um we'd go up there and it had all this musty smell. Yeah. To it, I know you exactly know? what you mean. Really musty because mm-hmm. it was like humid in Minnesota and all her minks. She had a whole closet of minks up there. And hats, fur hats, oh. and dresses from the 40s, and heels, and it was fantastic. For me, it was heaven. Well, yeah, it's like dress-up party, like Yeah, me like and my sister crack. would go up and just like drag this stuff down in the middle of the summer and walk around out in the yard in our minx, <laughs> drinking <laughs> tab. Yes, darling, darling, oh, darling. Oh, my God, this is a dream. Like, you're running around a little girl. That with your siblings in a pink house wearing minks and hats. I'm, this it was is so fun. Unlike anything. It I, was like, I'm picturing, like, 
She had children, right? No. Wait, she didn't no, have any kids? No kids. Wait a minute, wait. So she's the single woman living in a pink house, very high fashion, lots of yes, pink clothes, but it's like in very. the middle of like Minnesota. Yeah, kind of in the like five miles out of the small town. So interesting. So like a interesting. juxtaposition going on here. <laughs> but I have to say, this is a dream for me. I'm not kidding. Like the idea of like basically a giant Barbie house with clothes yes, and like pink everything. Oh my God, that's so funny. Wait, did you have yeah. an accent when you played in the Minx? Like did you have oh, like a sure. high society Minnesota accent? Oh, sure, darling. We'd say, oh, darling, that's a glorious look on you, darling. Because <laughs> we just assumed she'd said, you know, she didn't right. say hun or whatever. Right, else she said darling. She's like, darling, oh, you look fantastic. And we would just be sweltering. We'd be walking in those high hills in the, you know, out on the deck <laughs> by the lake, waving at boats going by. <laughs> but that's when I got hooked on martinis, but part of it. Right. Because they left all these martini glasses and we'd put our, you know, our Shasta oh or whatever, our Fresca. Whatever yes. we were drinking in the martinis and like, yes, darling, and waving at boats, they probably thought we were insane. <laughs> so here you are, little Peggy, in your mink coats and your hats and your <laughs> martini glasses filled with Shasta. Um, I'm imagining that like the pink house has all these secret passageways and like in Scooby-Doo, there's a bookshelf and it like slides <laughs> to the side and you're like, in another whole dimension. Like, what was it like then? No. <laughs> well, it was, it was very weird, but there was this door in the attic that was confusing to us. Okay. So the attic, I told you, you can lock it from downstairs, right? And the middle floor. And then you walk up and there's all the stuff. But then there was this all the way to the end and another door. Okay, wait. So there's a door and then you go into the attic and then there's another door? Right. You go up the attic, these skinny little stairs, right. past all the minks and the <laughs> stoles and the trunks. And you go to the back of the attic and there was this white door. Okay. Um, and it had glass, right? And then when you look inside it, it's just like insulin. Do you know what insulin or yeah? Insulin is what you put in. No, your not face. insulin. What am I? What is it called? You, <laughs> you can tell it? you work at a hospital. <laughs> Insulation. Insulation. Insulin. It was full of diabetics. It was crazy. We didn't know what to do with them all. No, it was. Insulation. Like, was it the pink stuff? You know, the, yeah, the icky stuff. Of course stuff. it was pink, right? But like the cushy, <laughs> The like, cushy, like, don't step on it because you'll get like fiberglass in your feet. Yes, Remember the antique I do. I do. insulation. Creepy kind. I think it's actually poisonous, but... It, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was... That whole house was just like lead. So you saw the insulation. So you saw the insulation and it had footprints just going nowhere. Huh. And we, of course, didn't want to go in there because you don't want to step on that stuff. But you can see in there, and there was a light you could turn on from the outside. It was just, I don't understand the room. And there was a hook, you know, okay. the hook and eye locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that was there from the outside to lock whatever is inside. And the footprints weren't from you the kid, you kids like running around? And- no. Because no? we wouldn't want to get that on us. Oh. You know? No. It was, those footprints were there when we moved in. And they changed a little bit now and again. Like it would change just different areas would have footprints. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she that was, was, was that that first moment that you were like, hmm. that's Izzy. That's Izzy. And my okay. mom, uh, who just told me, reminded me of this story recently, the hook and eye thing, she would close it because mm. she's like, this is weird. And every day it was opened. Oh my God. It was un, yeah, unhinged. Okay. Unhinged, literally <laughs> and figuratively unhinged. And she was like, Izzy. So she just told us, you know, it's Izzy. She's haunting the house. This is, she does stuff like this. 
So she does. She, I mean, the regular ghost stuff of like moving things and shutting things off and things so like right that. So right away when you moved in, your mom, through the years, your family and your siblings and your mom and your dad were like, this is part of the house. Right. And we would okay. just talk to her. She'd do stuff and we'd go, Izzy, just can you not right now? Hey, Peggy, we're this in the middle of something. Normal. I'm just, I just, <laughs> it's just not. I mean, I think it's amazing, but like I have no friends or no experiences like this, but I love that you're like, well, I didn't know any different because this is how you grew up. This is just this is what how you we grew up. And, and I would pour her a Shasta martini as well. Wait, it you was know? to that point? Yeah, to that point I would, and, and we would just talk to her because she did a lot of things. She did some pretty okay, tell me bigger more. things. Okay. Okay. So um, my mom and dad were golfers or, and, uh, they would they went golfing one day and um my mom had done laundry she did the sheets and she had washed them but she left them in the washer because they were getting close to tea time or whatever and so when they came back from golfing the bed was made in their room the sheets were dried and put on the bed perfectly made with like military corners hmm and my dad was a Marine, knew how to do that, but he did not make that bed. He, did, he didn't ever make the bed. <laughs> so right. this wasn't him, but they were gone. Golfing. Okay. So they came home to a... And my mom's like... Um, who made the bed? Who made... And she's like, oh, it's Izzy. <gasps> like, she just went straight to Izzy. She just went to Izzy. And she's what? like, thank you, Izzy. Because oh. what we knew about Izzy, she had maids and stuff, right, that would come in. And she was crazy about fresh linens. So she had those maids wash the sheets every day and replace them every day and keep that house perfect. I want a ghost in my house that takes care of it and does my sheets. I wish she would. Why isn't she following me? Where'd why she go? She, yeah, why didn't she move with me? Is she available? Is she available and how much? What website do I what go to? <laughs> Was it freaky or were you like, oh, it's just Izzy? I mean, that is a tangible thing to see the, the bed That's made. a tangible thing. And, and uh, my dad was like, eh. You know, wow. Izzy. Yeah. And she's like, thank you, Izzy. Wow. I mean, Izzy was haunting the house for the 60-some years. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was always there. And she did stuff like, so <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of a, you know, I was kind of a rebel and I was kind of a bad kid. I was, I was in trouble. But anyway, what I did was I would sneak guys up there and sneak parties, right? Wait, where? To the lake house. Oh, okay. So we'd leave the suburbs. I was and- like, to the attic? Peggy. That's what I thought you meant, <laughs> but no, okay. And we'd go, we'd go up there and, and have these little parties that, you know, sometimes my parents knew, most of the time, no. Okay. Because that's what, you know, we all did this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Anyway, so I had a group of friends up there. And um, we were sitting around the table, and we had one of those, remember in the 80s or 90s, that CD player that had five different CDs? Yes, remember those that? were so, so cool. It could just play for five, you right. know, you could just party you could all night. You dance the night away dance with your friends night. at the lake house. So we had all our, you know, I'm sure like our Fleetwood Mac and Leonard's Skinner, whatever we had on there. Uh-huh. And uh, I was telling them about Izzy. And that she does stuff, so just to be prepared. Oh, my God. And they're like, really? Like what? And I go, Izzy, Izzy, can you just show them? Wait, you called upon her. I called upon her. And? And I said, Izzy, can can you just show them? And she did. So all of a sudden, the CD player stopped. Oh, God. And then it started playing, and it was like... 
it went to the next one. The next one got a little louder, and then it went a little quieter, and then it skipped to the next one and started in the middle of the CD. No. Holy. Which that's not what those players would do. No. And so it just kept going, like, and they went through, like, 12 different versions of a weird little playing and one of my friends that was there was like, I'm out. I'm leaving. That's where I would she be. She laughed. Out. Bye. And she would never, and she never to this day would come back. I do not blame She's her. She's like, I'm not sleeping because we were sleeping over. We were having a no. big old sleepover. Everyone's no. going to sleep all over the house. Hell <laughs> no. Nice knowing you, Peggy. Izzy, it's so, so cute. You guys can have a dance party. I'm going yeah. home. Yeah. No way. And then my, my one sister... Locked me in the attic. Oh, hell no. Not in that creepy room, but just the other one where it was also would lock oh, from the God. basement. And I was like, come on, come on, banging, banging, banging. And she just walked away <gasps> and left me. And then all of a sudden the door was open and unlocked. Oh. So Izzy saved me. Izzy le- and I was like, you opened it. She's like, no, I didn't. I wanted you up there all day. You know, that kind of bratty stuff as a So kid. wait a second. Hold on. I'm just like, you're telling me this. I'm like, yeah, this, this is where you lived. In a haunted house with someone that you knew was haunting and had uh, the ability to put sheets on, to turn on <laughs> lights, to turn off lights. Like, this is terrifying to no, me. No, and then my um, my first, one of my first boyfriends, he and I snuck up there, you know, because <laughs> that's what you do when you're yeah. 17 and you're in love <laughs> or whatever. Um, so we went up there and we were drinking beer and, you know, all this stuff. If my mom hears this, it's no shock. She knows what <laughs> I was in trouble all the time anyway. Um, so we're up there and at three in the morning, he and I were sleeping or whatever. And we heard this ruckus in the kitchen, like, like stuff. All right. And we walk out there and the freezer was open and there was food frozen stuff was thrown all oh over gosh. the kitchen and it went into the living room it was like someone was in there going like pitching frozen food out of the freezer and i mean there's no way that could happen without someone literally throwing right you know the popsicles into the other room and there were blueberries uh we had frozen blueberries mm-hmm. and they were in like that side part of the freezer mm-hmm. and they were dripping like dropping down, dripping, and like blueberry juice was coming down. And I was like, Izzy. I mean, I knew it was her. What was he doing? And he's like, jeez, that's kind of creepy. (laughs) He was trying to be cool. (laughs) He's trying to like hold us together, you know, and I'm just like, Izzy, come on, we're trying to sleep. So I don't know what what that was about, if she was jealous that I had this boy there because oh. I guess she's a little jealous and she, I the rumor was she's super boy crazy shut like she up. went through the fellas you know what I'm saying <laughs> oh Izzy uh-huh. I mean, you're talking about this like it was just what happened but like were right. you afraid well one time my brother reported that he um one room we did keep the pink one of the bedrooms, wow. we just left the pink because yeah. it was actually a really pretty pink. Yeah. So like a guest room kept pink. Uh, and he was sleeping in that room. And he said around three in the morning, he felt um, somebody's hands on him. Ooh. Like if you were on top of somebody sort of pushing on them. Yeah. And he's a big, strong, healthy guy. And he was like, it's Izzy. Ooh. She's holding me. She's holding me. And he said he couldn't get up. He said he kept trying to 
pull his weight up and sit up, and he couldn't, that she was physically holding him down. Okay, that's freaky. And then he was like, Izzy, back off. Like, he talked to her. We all talked to her. Why do you think she was doing that? I think Izzy's really cute. (laughs) And she she was like, (laughs) Jesus, Izzy. Way before he got married. You know, I don't know. I do you think, think she was ever, I'm just curious, like she would do this fun stuff and this stuff that was harmless. Do you think she was just kind of saying, don't forget, like I'm in charge here? Or do you think it's because he was just hot? I think it's because he's, he's. <laughs> I'm not going to say hot because he's my brother. That right, that's weird. creepy. I can say um, <laughs> But he's very handsome and, and uh, I think that was part of it. And I, you know, she also did, and so we sort of thought of the jealousy thing because my mom would have like these girlfriend weekends and have all her high school friends over. Um, and there was this friend of hers that was extraordinarily beautiful. Okay. Um, and her purse kept disappearing. Oh. Right. So they'd like go on the paddle boat or the pontoon or whatever. And then they'd come in and she's like, where's my bag? You know? And all the other, all of her other girlfriends were like, I don't know. I didn't. And she's like, you guys come on. She thought they were like pranking her. And they're like, no, no, nope. no, we didn't do it. And my mom's like, Izzy, Show us where the bag is. So my mom said that they were digging, they were looking for the bag. And it was like, she had these little love seats in the, in the living room. And they were, her bag was stubbed way, way down oh. under the cushion of that love seat. Wow. And she did it like three times. So she's very jinxy. Yeah, this is all very tangible stuff, too. It's not like something's moving or swaying or something's. No. This and is she, like, did, she did normal hauntings, too. Like. Okay. You know, simple, you know, like the everyday stuff that most people get, you know, that was no, like the lights on and off. Um, like the boring ghost stuff. She yeah, did that she turned too. the vacuum on. Ooh, that's not, that's And that's then she'd leave creepy. it running until someone would shut it off. Again, connected to the cleanliness OCD stuff, okay. which I think, because she's probably just like thinking my mom wasn't doing a good job <laughs> or something. I don't know. I mean, she's an active participant in this home. I can't believe you all say, oh, Izzy, were you ever worried that she would cross the line? Well, she did do one thing. It was kind of weird. She did. So I lived there briefly by myself, several why? different stints. Why? Can, why? <laughs> why? I'm, I don't understand why? this. Why? Well, one was that when I got to grad school, because okay. I went to grad school for my MDiv the seminary was like five miles from the lake house. Oh, God. I started in January in the middle of winter. With Izzy. You With Izzy. Alone. Me and Iz. And I had my, my pit bull and my corgi. I had my doggies at okay. the time. And um, I know this sounds crazy, but... Um, <laughs> the, oh, this sounds crazy? <laughs> what you're about to say? All right. Let's what I'm it. about to say sounds crazy. I, um, it was when Blair Witch Project came out. Oh, God. That movie terrified me. And um, I was down in the basement... Watching Blair Witch Project by myself. Okay, Peggy. Um, okay. Are you I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you just asking for it? Because literally, who goes to the basement in a haunted house to watch a scary movie? <laughs> and it was winter, so it's dark at like five. Of course it is. And the dogs were sitting there, and I'm in, in the middle of it. And I'm like, this is really good. I mean, it's, it's so, it is <laughs> It is good. really good, right? right? Everyone's starting to go bonkers. Yeah. And I'm like, this is good. And all of a sudden, the doorbell rang at nope. the lake house. Okay. It was like, ding, 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 like two or three fast times. And I was like, and my dogs, oh, right? Especially the pit bulls. Like, oh. And I thought, what is going Who's on? Who's here? It's like seven o'clock on a Wednesday. And you know what I mean? It was yeah. weird. And the the lake area 
because it's a lot of snowbirds now. A lot of people sort of clear out. They come to they come right. to the lake in the summer and they go back to Florida or wherever. So there isn't a lot of neighbors or anything oh, at this time. You're kind of alone. <laughs> You're five miles for nothing. So I paused the movie and I went upstairs and, you know, the dogs came with me. And I opened the door and I was like, hello. And the dogs ran out and they're like, <laughs> they were looking, but they didn't, there was nothing there. Nobody. And I think she's messing with me. You think? Yeah. Because I was like, that's creepy. That's weird. And the dogs, if there was a person that uh-huh. they could smell or whatever, it, they would have gone to that person. <gasps> so they just kind of were like, they were dumbfounded too. They're like, what? This is weird. There was no like outcome for them. So I went back. I just finished the movie. And then I went to bed. <laughs> okay, Peggy. <laughs> so clear that you became... A chaplain for a reason. <laughs> You've been haunted your whole life. You think you think I'd be like a paranormal <laughs> yeah. in one of those weird shows or something. Oh my gosh. So Peggy, would she really listen to you or did she just get No, zero she fucks? totally did. She, she we would say, Izzy, stop it. And she loved it. She loved that we acknowledged her and she would she would stop for us. Okay, so then maybe that's why some of the fear subsided because you're like we're, you're actively having a relationship. It was with a, a relationship with a ghost. Absolutely. Okay. What she was family happened to Izzy? Well, my mom thinks that she eventually moved on. Okay. My sister thinks that she went with her for a little while because she was doing some mayhem. Oh. She was doing the vacuum and stuff like that. She, what know, do you think? Where do you think she is? I don't know. I wonder if she's just moved along. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was finally ready. You know, but I my mom who was most at the home does believe she's gone. Why does that make me sad? I know, it kind of makes me sad. <laughs> it's weird. I know. <laughs> it's just kind of wild that I feel like I know you so well. Like we have these conversations and we always share these little tidbits about ourselves. And then you drop these bombs on me like, like you did today. And you are like, oh, it's just another quirky childhood story. And I'm like, what? Well, it didn't feel weird. It was normal to me. <gasps> But I want to actually get to something else from your past and your history. Mm. So you're so interesting, Peggy. Did you just did don't you, get did it? Did you know that? <laughs> no, I just, didn't. Yeah, I think I'm like so boring. No, no, far from it. So, like after one of our last recordings, our producers and I, we were all and you, we were all sitting around and just talking, right? And um, you'd think we'd be done talking, like completely finished with you. Like, no, we're we done. Are got, we we're are like, going. Still after recording, we're like, there's more to say. <laughs> um, but you're, you and our producer actually uh, really got into this interesting conversation about your childhood. And you brought up to Katie. Katie's our producer, by the way. She's amazing. She's here. She's here. We love her. She's so pretty. You brought up your, your trip <laughs> to... I know. She's like, she's like, don't talk about me. She's so funny. I know. I love her. You brought up a trip to Hawaii uh-huh. that you went on as a little girl. Can you, yeah. can we talk about that here on the podcast? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, I guess it was one of those times I realized I had something weird or connected or something. Like an ability. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of ability. Um, and it was a little scary cause you're little and, but we, yeah, went, how old were you? Um, I want to say like, Nine. Oh, that's okay. Something pretty like little. that. Pretty okay. little. So tell me what happened. So we were going to this restaurant for dinner, like at the spaghetti steak place, like some famous old establishment, right, that you're supposed to go to. And I'd never been to Hawaii, so I'd never been to this restaurant before. And as we were walking up to it, and I could see these stairs that led up to this old building that we were going in. And I was really, I just stopped. 
And I was really uncomfortable. I was like, I don't want to go in there. And my dad's like, oh, great. You know, there's six of us. Let's go. And I was like, no, I, I just, I know this place really well. And what? he's looking at me like, you're bonkers, kiddo. But you said that out loud to I said, dad? I know this place. And you had never been I had there never before. been there. And he's oh. like, oh, you know, he was just, he kind of always had it with me. <laughs> so he was oh. just like, yeah. oh, come on. And I'm like, no, I know this place. And I, I, I could see the whole place in my mind, like, you know, when you've been somewhere, like say, if you leave and you come back and you think about the studio, you can see everything in your mind. In your mind. And I have this crazy visual mind and I could see where you'd go, where the hostess was, where the bar was. I could see it all in my mind. And I saw this huge oil painting of this woman in a red dress with long black hair, really pretty, you know, those old kind, yeah, ginormous. Um, I saw it in my head. And I was like, Dad, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to. And he's like, you have to eat wherever, you know. So they're all, everyone else is running in, going in, and he's kind of like tagging behind, and he's like, come on, you know, basically just pulling me in there. And I walked in, I was like, uh, I knew everything. I knew every corner, every booth. I knew the whole place, and it, I suppose it had never changed. That's why it was. And then I, I walked back. They went into a different area, and I walked straight back, and I'm like, there she is. <gasps> And there was the woman. Oh, my God. And I was like, I know her. I know her. So, oh, my gosh. this It freaks me out because I'm also putting myself in your shoes as a nine-year-old. Like when your gut tells you something. But this wasn't yeah. your gut. You had been there. I had been before. there. Was it like a past life thing? I don't know. Because I don't, you know, at that point in the world, that wasn't something people talked about much, right? That was all kind of Shirley MacLaine brought all that up. Later, remember when we all thought she was a little wacky, and now we and now kind we're of love like, her. Like, exactly. oh, she knows some stuff. <laughs> but she talks a lot. Yeah, oh, I Isn't loved she? her. Oh, oh God, God. now I, I need to Google. Sure, okay, she I is. love her so much. By the way, um, is she yeah, alive? everyone thought she. Remember, she did something like out on a limb. Was that the name of the book or something like that? Oh, she's eighty nine, and we all thought she was nuts. Yeah, and then she talked about like, you know, the, I remember ali- this the aliens and coming down, and we're like, well, that's crazy. I talk. haven't had no aliens. Yet. <laughs> okay, when you had this experience of I've been here before, I've seen this before, was that, that something you had ever had before this moment? Nothing as profound as that. You know, I just remember going into that room because it was the back room of the restaurant, the last so one. Creepy. You know, it's one of those steakhouses that has like little rooms. And I know I didn't eat because I remember sitting there Being sick staring at my spaghetti and meatballs, just like, I can't. I don't want to swallow what I'm experiencing, like you don't want to digest it, right? Oh, That's sort of that denying of food. Like if something really intense is happening, it doesn't really digest well, so I'm not going to take it in. You know, <sighs> people are in deep grief. Sometimes they can't eat because they can't swallow. They don't want to receive it. Yeah. And then some people go the other way and they just, they want to stuff it like and me. they want to soothe it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what else happened in Hawaii. So then we went to the um, uh, Pearl Harbor museum or whatever that's called. Like the memorial. A, a memorial. Yeah. And there's this long, tunnel looking thing. It's built over the actual ship, right? So you okay. walk, you go out onto this. Have you ever been there? Um, it's I, fascinating. I have have you? Did you? Did I you have, go to this? I did, but... <laughs> I don't remember things, Peggy. Like I'm the opposite of you. Like I eat my feelings, and then when I'm after I'm somewhere, I'm like, oh, then that's gone. We like, need to I travel together, that. Nikki. This would be hilarious. So I'm embarrassed to say together. that yes, I have been there and I have no memory of it. So <laughs> this, this 
isn't about you. This is your story. Let's not talk about it. No, I want to know. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. I think I have not talk about memory issues, but oh, whatever. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm the one that drinks martinis. You, <laughs> exactly. you should be fine. I'm the one that should be that. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's this, uh, it's sort of built over the ship, right? It's really okay. intense. Yeah. I mean, it, you know. It's a memorial. It's a, it's a grave. It's a grave. Uh, yeah, It's exactly. a tomb. I don't know if they did a recovery and got everyone out or what, but it, it's a tomb. I mean, it's where people died, right? And I remember on the little boat on the way out there, and my dad was, you know, he was this Marine lieutenant colonel, and, mm. you know, super proud and everything, and, and that's great. So he was really excited. He wanted his kids to see these kind yeah. of things, right? So um, I just remember on the boat going, oh, no, I don't think I should go out here. Really? You know, and I'm like a boat kid. You know, I love flying. I love boats. I, You know, I'm like that kind of person. And so, um, I mean, I grew up on both, right? Boats and planes. So it wasn't, a, yeah, it wasn't about the things you think a kid would be afraid of. It was something different. No, it wasn't the boat ride. I was right. excited about the boat ride. But um, yeah, I just remember I, I can see the waves as they were coming Ooh. and we were getting closer and closer. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And I think I looked at my dad and I was like, I don't want to go. Can we go back? And he's just like, knock it off. Right. You know, he's just like, he had planned this whole day. Right. six of us, right? So he's like, no, oh. I'm not going to turn around for you, blah, blah, blah. you know, just kept going. And then we got there and I was like, uh, I was really uncomfortable. I was kind of shaky. I still like my stomach feels weird talking about it right now. Oh, But I got off it and then you walk around and you look down and stuff. And I remember you, they kind of open up with glass so you can see like the portholes and different things of the, of the ship. And I remember looking down at one time and I was like, I know that. What? I know that guy. And I remember looking down at one time and I was like, I know that guy. What? I know that guy. And it came and I and I can't remember right now, but I said his name, I think it was Mitchell. I don't know the last name, but it was Mitchell. No. And I was like, He's down there. I oh my. know who this is. I know this is Mitchell. And I said it. And I said it to my dad. And he's just like, oh, I got this crazy kid. <laughs> he just didn't know what to do with me. But I was like, you know, I was feeling like I knew that he died. And I was thinking what a horrible death that he oh. died in this fiery, sinking, drowning ship. And I had sort of like a, a little bit of a flash you know, like in Saving Private Ryan, Ryan in the beginning where they're showing some of the, the horrible footage yeah. of those guys. I had sort of like a wash of like him, this guy. I could see him. He was this white guy, kind of tall, lean, short military haircut in the gray, or the beige, the beige. And it flashed on me and I was like, Mitchell, which I don't remember his last name now. He's down there, Dad. He's down there. And he's like, there's a lot of people down there. They're not, you know. And so I think what ended up, if I'm remembering correctly, is that they actually put me on a boat back oh, baby. sooner. Yeah. He's just like, get out of here. <laughs> Poor little, like, sensitive, <laughs> little, you know. Little Shirley McLean. Little supernatural. Yeah, supernatural kid. I think that's what happened. I think I might have um, got sent back. So and then much. we went inside the one on land that has all the stuff, and there was his name. Shut up. Yep. There he oh, was. Oh, my God. And you saw it. I saw it, and I was like... Okay, did you tell your dad? Yeah. What did he say? Not really anything. Oh. Did you feel validated for yourself a little bit? 
Yeah. I was like, see, see. Oh. I said for myself, Got it. like I did with the painting. Cause yeah. After I saw that painting, I didn't go back and tell the table. By the way, I know that woman. I just was like, <laughs> right. everyone's eating their spaghetti. What am I going to do? I'm not going to ruin the day. So I just sat there, but I didn't eat. And, and that was kind of why I didn't eat, which was kind of a recurring theme as a kid when something really mystical would happen. I wouldn't, you know. So, yeah, it was really stunning. It was really have you stunning. been back to Hawaii and I, been able to enjoy I'm, a vacation there? No, I have not been back since that. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say, we're taking you to Hawaii. I don't know how. We're going to find the budget on this show. But bless your heart. Hawaiian you Airlines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and maybe let's not go to the Pearl Harbor. No, we're good. We'll have some cocktails. We'll sit on the beach. We'll like buy yeah. some trinkets. We do not yeah. need to do anything. No spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I know that like I don't want to paint a picture of you having like a privileged childhood by any means, right? But like you were very middle upper class. Yeah. Going to Hawaii yeah. was something I, I mean, I I didn't travel at all. I think we went to Florida once when I was a kid. Like we didn't travel. Like St. Louis girls not going to Hawaii. <laughs> we but my dad's a pilot, so we had free flight. So you guys went all over the place for free. For like, free and you could um Back in the day when everything wasn't overbooked and, you know, right. I mean, it was very glamorous. Um, pre-9-11, flying was pretty glamorous, really. Ugh. And we would, if there was a seat in first class, we'd get it. God, why right? were we friends? I really needed to be a friend. I went to the, <laughs> you know where I went? To the Ozarks. You know that TV show about where they do drug smuggling and it's really, I mean, actually the Ozarks is kind of nice I right now. but like, beautiful. Yeah, I've they're beautiful. Been. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to take you to Hawaii and then to the Ozarks. You're welcome. Um, so tell me, yeah, tell me a little bit about like, you did a lot of traveling. You kind of, it looked from the outside in kind of bougie, but you were doing some really good shit. We were. And, and the weird thing too about us, and we didn't travel as much as other airline brats. We were called the airline <laughs> right? brats. That's funny. Some were just like nonstop going everywhere. And that really wasn't the way my family, you know, my mom was the big traveler. Like, you know, when she was a stewardess. Right. Before she got married, because you couldn't fly once you got married. That's right? so know, wild to me. Because you're not desirable anymore. Fascinating. So world. the rich businessmen needed to have a desirable, a oh single guy to serve them their martinis in the <laughs> That's So weird. It sounds like 300 years ago. But I know, it but wasn't. it really wasn't. Nope. It was wow. not. Yeah. But I did um, some really, really cool stuff with uh, Mother Teresa. So her orphanages are all around the world. Mm -hmm. like India, of course. She right. was still alive at this time. So India, Korea, um, some in London in the UK. So she would have these orphanages where um, all of these babies, often little girls, mm -hmm. nobody's right. surprised there, right. um, that would be given up. And they would go through all the proper, proper channels and it was all legal. And they would be adopted into families in the U.S. And so my mom um, did a lot of this volunteering for this organization that would go over. Mm -hmm. So we'd fly to Korea, you fly to India, you fly to London, London, and you pick up these little babies oh my gosh. that are already adopted in the U.S. And they need like Escorting. human beings to, to, to transport them, them and care for them. Right. Oh my gosh. And because the flights are so long expensive. And so long. And so long. 
often these families, God love them, didn't have the money to go to London or India or Korea to get their baby. Oh my God, I never even thought about that. So they're like, how are we ever going to get this baby? Oh my gosh. Everything's set, illegal, everything's done. They had these little tiny passports with these little tiny baby faces on them. And so my mom and I um, would go to the orphanages, pick up the little babies, um, and often they were a little chubby babies because the sisters, it was the the sisters, the nuns, nuns and they would have so many babies. They're trying to take care of everyone, and they would just be like, here, have a bottle. Just plugging bottles in their mouth. I mean, they did the best they could. Of course. It was a ton of work. Oh, my God, Peggy. And so we we would pick up these kids, and we would fly that long flight all the way back to Minneapolis, which is a huge hub. For Northwest oh, Orient know at that. the time, yeah. Northwest Orient is where what he flew for, um, and so from there, then we would, you know, if they're going to Detroit, if they're going to Florida, if they're going to wherever they're going, you know, someone else either would grab them then and take them, or we would take them right to the family. So it was this thing where, you, and I'm like 13. Oh my god! And I'm not I'm like joking. 14, this is not a joke, and I'm not trying to be funny here. But even as a, a kid, you were like an angel. You were carrying. No, I don't make me out to be, but you, Nikki, I don't. You know what I was doing you know at what? 13? <laughs> not bringing orphans to their homes on flights. Well, I was, I was like, also being a little. That's true. You're runaway. Up the, you're up in the drinking, attic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So I was also doing other. But stuff. you have been a caretaker for a very like all of your life. You've been caring for people, thinking outside of yourself, and. Um, but it was also we would go to Korea and we would go a couple days early before we'd pick up the babies and we'd go with like no luggage and we'd buy these things called grow bags. I know you've seen them. So they're these little bags on rollers that you can oh, yes. expand them yes. huge yeah, I've and seen you can them. just stuff them with stuff. And there's a little area in Seoul called Itaewon and it's the shopping hub of Korea. And if you look at your clothes and you look at stuff, tons of stuff is made in Korea. Okay. And a lot of like knockoff stuff, <laughs> like Chanel and Louis <laughs> and things like that. You're like, I was saving the world, I, I saved but the, I was also getting a fake through the <laughs> which is so bad. I don't, you know, it's like, <gasps> oh my but God. we would, but we would go and, um, we would go shopping and go nuts and just go get all these cool. And they had great clothes and stuff and shoes. And then you could get like, they'd make you, they'd measure you and make you a designer jumpsuit. Oh, that's so cool. I've never had that done. Oh, yeah. But it was like super inexpensive and and so it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then we'd stay in a really nice hotel. So what we were not, you know, we're not missionaries roughing it out in the woods. We I were like, know. Flying me, first class. Okay, but let me tell you what I don't want to nice do. Hotel. Even when I'm in first class, guess what I don't want in my lap? A baby. No, thank you. We're good. So, like, I just love... I am curious, though, how many orphans do you think that you... My mom has uh, these, um, like, photo, photo, photo albums. She brought 400 kids. 400 oh my kids gosh. that were adopted. I wish I could see pictures of you holding these little babies. I have some. I have some. Wait a minute. Do you really? I have some, yes. Oh my God, I want to... Do you think maybe you can post one of these? I want people to yeah. see little Peggy holding another little, little, like, chunky Korean baby and bringing them to And my home. gorgeous mom in her fashion, like, she looked like Mary Tyler Moore, right? Oh my God. And then, um, yeah, and then there was a lot that would, like... I remember a little... So when you go to India and pick them up, they mm-hmm. would come in these little baskets. They were woven baskets and they were often preemie babies and two in a basket oh so my two God. little faces sitting there oh God. you'd pull back the thing and there's two tiny babies oh and my then God. you're carrying baskets into the plane 
And then you're changing them and feeding them and trying to soothe them. And then the best part, Nikki, was you come off the plane. Yeah. And this is the day when everyone could go to the gate. Right. Remember photos, balloons, whatever. Yep. Remember the good old Very days. Very romantic. So anyway, I'm, you come off and you're walking down, coming out the gate. And I remember every time holding a kid going, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm <gasps> right. not going to cry. But then you come out. <laughs> And there's, you know, uncles with the video, huge video cam at the time, remember, big video. Yep. And then, like, there's balloons, and they're oh. like, welcome, you know, they're welcome, Sammy, or whatever. Yeah. And they've named them, and they're all, and the mom's crying, and she's running up to you to get the baby. And you're like, here's your baby. Oh, Peggy. And you hand it over, and then they, like, kiss you, and yeah. you're like, <laughs> and you say goodbye to this yep. kid that you just, and I remember thinking so often, like, wow. You got out of an orphanage, and now you're you're in the U.S. in the arms of these people that you're are in this amazing. Hopefully, going to give you this right, beautiful, this amazing opportunity. Mm. So I always cried about that. Yeah, about sort of like, wow, what a new. You know, you're not in a crib with six other babies. You are now the baby. Of yeah, the this center of people's world. Oh, Peggy. Yeah, it was really great. I did it a lot. Wow. I don't know how many kids I did. I don't know, maybe 50 or something. I don't know. 30, I am 40. just fascinated by you. I loved it, Nikki. It was so fun. Of course you did. It was fun. I feel like every episode that I get to do with you, I learn so much about you. Oh. I love connecting the dots of your life, like putting together the Peggy puzzle. It's so much fun. So when are we going to get into your childhood, <laughs> Nikki? Let's Never. start digging. Yes. No. I well, I didn't to. have a fancy pink ghost house and, or people throwing fruit out of my fridge. I had none of that. <laughs> I mean, we did tell ghost stories and we did have fun moments, but um, I didn't really get to have big slumber parties because I wet the bed until a very late age. Oh, you could have been at my, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> I'd have blamed you it on come, Izzy. Yeah. I'd like, Izzy peed the bed. There I don't know what <laughs> Izzy peed the bed, mom. Come on. She right. believe it. Yay. So it really be a highball. In oh, honor yes. Of Izzy. Oh, what's a highball? You know, highball's like, well, it's the old way of saying like a gin and tonic oh. or a whiskey sour. Do you all want right. a highball? And it would be like, <laughs> all it means is something mixed. All right. So Jeez. here is your delicious martini. And I would like to make a toast to the stories that shape us. Yay! Yay! Mm. So this is a toast to Izzy, wherever Izzy. she is now. God toast love to you. you and hun. toast to any of the people that grew up in a freaky haunted house. Peggy, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so I weird. love them all. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, we super appreciate you listening today. We do. And if you happen to have a story or you want to share your thoughts, just shoot me a DM at Nikki Boyer on Instagram. And if you like our show, give us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find our show. And follow us wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Near Death has bonus content where we get a little more personal at our martini after party. So join us. For that bonus content, subscribe to Lemonada Premium and Apple Podcasts. In addition to all of the content you'll get from our show, you can also unlock an array of bonus content from all the other Lemonada shows. Check out the free trial of Lemonada Premium today in the Apple Podcast app by clicking on the little lemon logo in the middle of the screen. Near Death is a Dying for Media production. New episodes drop every Wednesday. The show is hosted by Reverend Peggy and me, Nikki Boyer. Producer is Katie Amanda Keen. Tommy Fields is head of audio for Dying for Media. Nikki Boyer and Kevin Sabi are executive producers for Dying for Media. Executive producer is Reverend Peggy. 
ad sales and distribution by Lemonada Media. And for more information on today's episode, make sure to check out our show notes. And thanks again for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you. See you next time. Thank you.